0: What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone.
1: This weekend, people around the country will pause to remember those who died in military service to this country. And many towns will hold special memorial services even for those who served the local community as police officers, firefighters, and emergency medical services. Some of you have family and friends who have served, who have died, and this weekend is a hallowed time to remember them and reflect on how your life might better mirror the values they held. And for others, it's a time to barbecue. It's the weekend, the beach opens up, we have a good time, right? For years, I had no idea what Memorial Day was. I just knew it was a day off from school and we made some hot dogs. Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Armed Forces Day, Patriot Day, and Flag Day can all sort of blur together. But this day isn't just about honoring those who served. It's honoring those who served and have died, which can make it awkward. You don't wish someone a happy Memorial Day. That's like saying happy funeral day. That's just not how it works. Tony Caldwell is a a U.S. Army veteran, and he says, Do the things you want to do. Go buy a new mattress. Nobody's going to fault you for that. Just take a moment of reflection about somebody who gave up everything. As for me, he says, I am going to enjoy every ounce of a frosty beverage because somebody didn't get to, and somebody's family doesn't get to do it with them. So that's what Memorial Day is, that sounds to me like a good way to remember, but what does it mean for us in the church? How do we remember? I'd like to take some time to consider that and share a story of someone once here in this church that I think we should remember. Let's hear our scripture reading for today from Anand. Uh, he is going to share from two different parts of the Gospel of John. The first is where Jesus compares the Spirit to a river of water. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the Spirit as tongues of flame, but for today, it's a river analogy, but there's more. In the second reading, of Jesus, uh, reading Jesus is once again showing up in his resurrected form. This time, though, there's no holding back the spirit let's hear these two stories back to back i invite you now to listen to the gospel of john chapter 7 and john chapter 20. hear now the word of the lord
0: on the last day of the festival the great day while jesus was standing there he cried out let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink as the scripture has said out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water Now we said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive, for as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, "Please, Please be with you. And he said this. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I sent you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained.
1: And from Psalm 104, verses 27 through 30, These all look to you, Lord, to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face. Of the ground. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's open our hearts in prayer. Lord, make us an inclusive community passionately following Jesus Christ. We not only want to memorialize those that have served in the armed forces, but all those who work toward peace and justice and to make this world a better place. Help inspire us, Lord, that we may be more faithful to you and your will in our lives. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, So there are many ways to remember those who died in military service, but one way many do it is to read about military exploits. Uh, My grandfather had served in World War II and I remember doing a project in school. I had to interview a grandparent and I picked Grandpa Halloran. Though he never told me the more harrowing parts of his service, he did tell me about a time that his submarine had sunk a ship and they were being pursued. Enemy ships sent depth charges that would explode at a set depth One hit his submarine hard enough that air and oil went floating up to the surface. The ships above thought they sank his sub, but that's not what happened. Below the water, my grandfather was in his battle station when the explosion happened. The lights all went out, and in total blackness, my grandfather was hit in the head. He felt his head, and he could feel the blood dripping down. He made his way to the bridge to report the explosion when the lights finally turned back on. The captain saw him and asked in what I'm sure was far more colorful language, what happened to you? My grandfather told him about the explosion and the captain said, no, what is on you? He looked down at his hands and he realized it wasn't blood that was on his head, it was shellac, a kind of paint. This one was all green and he was covered in it. I am sure he never felt more Irish in his whole life. His submarine managed to limp back to a safe port where they made repairs and then returned home. I think having just these few pieces of my grandfather's time during the war made me even more curious about it later in life. I've recently reread one of my favorite books on the history of World War II, and I'm glad I did. As I read the stories of the larger war, I was able to piece together for the first time what was the most difficult part of my grandfather's life. He served on the submarine the USS Scamp. Scamp was actually my second son's nickname when he was in utero. Uh, The Scamp is famous for sinking the submarine that sank the aircraft carrier Yorktown in the Battle of Midway. But on her eighth War Patrol, my grandfather was on leave. He was enjoying time off as a newly married man when he found out that his submarine with all its crew had sunk. This happened just a couple of weeks after the largest naval battle in world history and the greatest victories in U.S. history at Mariana and Leyte Gulf. It left the U.S. in total control of the Pacific Ocean for the rest of the war. It was the turn in the war that would lead to inevitable victory. And two weeks later, the scamp would sink. How awful. How senseless that loss must have seemed. The war was already decided, and yet lives would be lost forever. I have a picture of my grandfather when he was just Seventeen years old at the start of the war, he joined the Navy against his father's wishes. Just a few years later, he would be changed by war and the loss of his friends on the scamp. On the 50-year anniversary of its sinking, he wrote this poem, Won't Somebody Please Relieve the Watch. This submarine still on patrol carrying 83 weary souls. Some are on watch and some are asleep, but all are encased in the mighty deep. Won't somebody please relieve the watch? This patrol is a long one, 50 full years to be exact. Does anyone care that we are here? Does anyone ever shed a tear? Won't somebody please relieve the watch? Do you know of our dreams and aspirations and how desperate we were to achieve them? What of our families and what of our foe? How did they fare and where did they go? Won't somebody please relieve the watch? Does anyone remember our last dive? Do you know that we are still inside? We ran silent and we ran deep, hoping and praying our souls to keep. Now we are tired and all worn out. Won't somebody please relieve the watch? When I was younger, it was much easier to glorify the war, to glorify the role the United States played in it. Revisiting these stories, though, has helped me to see how brutal and terrible war can be and can see the many missed opportunities to prevent the war and ways we could have reduced harm during it. What I saw revisiting these stories was a better way for all of us when we work together to end suffering and make peace. Memorial Day is not a day to glorify war. It is a day to mourn the tragedy that is war and to reflect on how we might do better to honor the lives of those who died so that we might have basic rights and freedom. Memorial Day is a complicated day because we don't celebrate. There's no joy in war and death. So how do we do better? How do we really honor the lives of those who died in war? As we look at the Gospel of John and the promise we have in Jesus, we see a very different kind of memorial playing out. In John 7, the Feast of Tabernacles was an annual ritual where the priests who worked in the Jewish temple would go to the Pool of Siloam. They would take these jars, fill them with water at the pool, and carry it back to the temple, then pour them out at the base of the foundation it was a memorial that came from the scriptures in Zechariah 14 where it says living waters will flow from Jerusalem and God will be king they do this every day throughout the whole festival seven days straight carrying water and pouring it out so then on the eighth day, after they finished this beautiful ritual, Jesus says, this memorial of pouring water to remind us that one day God will be king over the whole earth is missing the point. Jesus says, come to me for living water. He's saying, you want to honor God, but that's not what you are doing. You shouldn't honor the pool of water. You shouldn't honor the temple. You should honor Jesus. Jesus is the new temple, the new foundation. He is the source of all life. These rituals and memorials can be tough to understand, tough to keep straight. What is this water about? What is the point of carrying these jars? It's not about some far-off future reality. It's about Jesus. It's about right now. And the same is true for us today. We don't have memorials for some distant past. We have them so we remember today. So we live honorably right now. We have memorials all over Grace United Methodist Church. If you walk down the halls, you'll see placards on the walls. And outside, there are even more on the grounds and beneath trees leading up to memorial day i like to walk through the church and reflect on these people their lives and how they have helped shape the many people who live uh, who worshiped here of course i don't know all of them and so from time to time i reach out and call members of the church to find out more of the story this week i called a couple of members of the church to find out more about the tree just outside the front doors of the church you probably see this tree every time you come to church and the plaque below it reads in loving memory of John Quinn he lived to serve others it's a compelling quote but the story behind it is even better John grew up in the church but when he left to serve in the Peace Corps his life was radically transformed After getting a pre-med and animal science degree, it was his time in Ecuador that changed him. The poverty he saw there drove him to do something about it. He got an advanced degree in international health and epidemiology and continued to serve in Mozambique, Guatemala, and Peru. Then he went to Honduras, where he spent the next two years constructing homes for the victims of Hurricane Mitch. After spending some time back home, his mother, Lori Quinn, recalled his words before he went back. We built houses, but now I must go back to build lives. All of this is noble and worthy of a memorial here at Grace Church, but then tragedy struck. He was murdered in what was believed to be gang-related violence. John tried to keep children away from the gangs, and so they killed him for it. His mother, Lori, was obviously devastated, but what folks here at Grace remember most is how at the funeral she gave a beautiful eulogy as people in the church sobbed. Her testimony has stayed with people all these years. And Then a few short months later, she was on the women's retreat. The topic of forgiveness came up among the ladies, and Lori spoke movingly of how important forgiveness is. It's not about getting someone to confess, she said. It's not about getting what you want from someone else so you can then offer forgiveness. She said, we have to let go so anger and bitterness doesn't destroy us. As she shared her own willingness to forgive her son's murderer, people were again in tears. What faith. What compassion she showed. It is nothing short of the Holy Spirit at work. I would dare say it's an example of what Jesus gave when he breathed on the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. When you forgive others, you do it in the name of Jesus. You show them an example of who God is and pronounce on earth the grace and love that God has for us in heaven. That kind of grace and mercy and forgiveness is the kind of thing that can prevent wars. It's the the kind of thing that changes the world around us. It can save lives and help us focus not on the distant past, but on our lives right here, right now. How will you live honorably today? How will you bless others no matter the circumstances. Our memorials today are not to war or to people who died years ago. They are memorials to life that is found in Jesus Christ. When he, raised, when he was raised from the dead, he breathed on the people. He gave new life back then, and he continues to do so today. Life is found in Jesus, even in the midst of death. He compels us to face danger so that we might build lives, that we might live to serve others. This is the way of Jesus Christ. We remember those who served, like my grandfather and others, but this day is about knowing that no matter what we may face, no matter how tough things might get, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said so many years ago, receive it now. And may your lives, blessed by the Spirit, honor those who gave everything for others. Amen? Amen.
0: For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.